Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Ed Bowes. This episode, we're joined by Julianne Weaver to discuss a pair of pregnancy comedies. First up, Ayush Mankarana is embarrassed when his middle-aged parents become pregnant with their third child in 2018's Bad Hi Ho from Amit Ravindrath Sharma. Then a mix-up at the fertility clinic causes mayhem for Akshay Kumar and Karina Kapoor Khan in 2019's Good News from Raj Mehta. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Yeah, we actually had to look that up this time because we are not at home. No, we are not at home. We are in beautiful Jasper. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners might remember it from such important films as 8x10 Tasveer, Koi Mogaya. I actually think it's mostly Banff that they filmed it. Yeah. But Jasper is very similar. <laughs> these are those mountains that you've seen. That's where Jadu lived. Yes, yes. These mountains are full of Jadu. Uh, and we're here with Julianne Weaver, uh, who is my brother's partner. And they just had a baby. Or, like... Six months ago, but there's been a pandemic on, so we haven't yeah. been able to it do this It might as well have been now. a week ago. It's tough to tell. Yeah. Time has no meaning. Welcome, Julianne. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, Julianne, unlike us, you've actually been to India. Yes, that's right. Um, when did you go? I So I went to India in May and June of 2010, mm-hmm. so it's been 10 years now. It's been a long time. Wow. Um, and the reason I went to India was actually to study Jainism. So I was um, at the University of Ottawa and through the International School for uh, Jain Studies, uh, there's a program that allows international students to come and stay in India for for about a month hmm. and um, just visit different areas and learn about Jainism. So uh, I visited Mumbai, uh, we went to Delhi, Varanasi and Jaipur. Oh, you went all over the place. Yeah, it was a really nice tour of uh, northern India. And you took the train, right? Yes, I did. Mm. Yeah. Did you sleep on the train? We did. Yeah, we had. Mm. So when we traveled from Mumbai to Delhi, we uh, we took an overnight train, and uh, they were quite nice. But it's you know a lot of commotion in the train. Like you could feel the movement. Yeah. Uh, and but that's like a really neat experience. Mm-hmm. Were there people selling pirated DVDs? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Probably. <laughs> Uh, I don't... You should have got some. I know, right? Actually, no. We, we don't condone piracy. <laughs> but um, it would have been cool. And the picture quality and subtitles are never good. So. Still. It's cool. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's cool to see a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, while I was there, we were, we did want to catch a Bollywood film. Oh. In Jaipur, we were... That was one of the things that was on my list. Like, I really want to see mm-hmm. a Bollywood film in a movie theater in India but instead, um, my fr- my friend and I ended up getting lost in Jaipur. Oh. So we like got to the movie theater too late, and then we ended up spending two hours trying to find our way back because we, you know, we were totally lost. We went to a market, and then the rickshaw brought us to the movie theater. And then we once we realized we couldn't watch the movie because we were too late. Uh, we didn't have the address because the other two women that we were with, um, they had the address to the place we were staying at. So my friend and I, we just completely got lost and we asked the rickshaw to drive around. We went back to the marketplace. (laughs) We sort of tried by memory to remember the roads. And so we were navigating, you know, telling the rickshaw driver where we needed to go um, but we were completely lost, and we ended up having to go to an internet cafe. 
uh, and go on the internet, look at a map of Jaipur and try and locate different areas that could possibly be our, the place we were staying at. You couldn't look at, it wasn't a hostel or somebody? It was someone's house? No, we just didn't have the name. Oh. And, uh. We the only marker was this huge uh, mall that was being built. Hmm. So we thought we knew what the mall was called, and then we realized that we had the wrong name, and that's why the rickshaw driver was getting lost <laughs> because we kept trying to send him to a place that didn't exist. Oh wow! But ultimately, we did figure it out. So we kind of scoped out three potential areas on this map, wrote down directions, and then asked the rickshaw driver to bring us to these three different locations. And luckily. The first location did end up being the oh, okay. that's good. How much did the rickshaw ride cost? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think I, I don't remember that particular ride, but you're right. It, like, it certainly added up because he was with us for two hours. But I remember, uh, I, like, I think it's like 100 and rupees maybe? Oh, like 50, well, like, that's not that bad. I Compared can't to Canadian? Remember. Yeah. I can't remember. Huh. Well, that's fun. <laughs> he was it, probably happy to be busy yeah. for two hours, like oh, yeah. two hours worth of work. It was an adventure. Was it an auto rickshaw, or was he pulling you? It was an auto oh, rickshaw. Okay, so yes. it, wasn't, yes. it wasn't a guy Motorized. just running around. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, because running around for an hour with two people, that's, that's a lot of work. Do you know what movie you were trying to go see? No. <laughs> we Well, I mean, I was happy to see any, any yeah. at the time. I had no experience with Bollywood films at that time. So. But now you have a lot more experience. A little bit more experience, thanks to you guys. Yeah, we made you watch them in our in our house and at your house. And it's been awesome. Well, when we first met, you told me about a Bollywood film that I, I believe you watched on the airplane. That's right. So that was the first Bollywood film that I ever watched. It was called Happy Club. I think you know what the... Yeah, the the title is Ajab Prem Ki Gazab Kahani. So it's Rambir Kapoor and Katrina Kaif. It's an early one for both of them, huh? Uh, yeah, earlier. And and last time I checked, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. I was going to watch it one night when you were out of town, Matt, and then I think I got up to something else. So I actually still haven't seen it. Man, remember being out of town? <laughs> I guess we're out of town now, but like, I haven't been out of town for anything other than this for a long time. Yeah. But you saw this one on the on the airplane to or from India? Uh, I think it was to India, and uh, I remember it's it's kind of it's kind of like Forrest Gump, you know, Prem, Jenny, yeah, Prem, Jenny. Uh, I I thought it was a really endearing film, and it was really fun, just very light, mm. and so I I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, have been open to Bollywood films ever since. Yeah, we've made you watch four or five now, probably. Yep. Yeah. 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 I've watched Lagan, uh, uh, Do, which mm-hmm. was excellent. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of our favorites. Um, well, and then the two that we just watched mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I know I've seen a few others. I can't remember their titles right now. We showed you Yejewani Haidavani. Yeah. And Gully Boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gully Boy was excellent. Yeah. That is such a fun film. Yeah. That's right. And I know you and Jeff have watched, uh, they're not Bollywood films, but the two Bahubali films. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> such a fun adventure. Um, yeah. Like, the music in Bahubali is is excellent. And mm-hmm. just the musical numbers are amazing in that movie. Mm-hmm. It seems like a very epic Bollywood film. I don't know if that's an accurate... <laughs> well, it's an epic uh, Malayalam film, right? Or a tunnel. Telugu. It's an epic Telugu film. Oh, sorry, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got one too. It's fine. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's... It's an epic Telugu film. It's certainly epic, and the most expensive Indian films ever made. At least at the time, I don't know if, Did like, 2.0... Did point... cost more, or... Yeah, I don't know if Sahar or 2.0 have cost more. Yeah. There's uh, been some other ones since that have tried to top it. Yeah, I should I should know this stat, but because these things are constantly changing, like, as soon yeah. as one film is like, we're the highest grossing... Or not the highest grossing, we're the most expensive, then another film comes along and is like, we're going to be the most expensive now. And so it can yeah. be... It can be hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious when you first like watched a few Bollywood films on the plane, and then also with us, what surprised you about Bollywood? Like, was it what you were expecting, or is it been, or are the movies different than you expected? Okay, I think my expectation of Bollywood um, is that there's gonna be it's almost like a musical. Like there are all these song and da- dance mm-hmm. numbers. Um, which many of them have, and they're so extravagant, they're so colorful. Uh, I really like watching choreographed dances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it so inspiring. You know, I just wish I could move like that. Um, but I, it, well, that's right. Actually, yeah. you you have actually um, taken dance classes. Yeah, I wouldn't say I look as good as they do in the movies. You tried though, or have the stamina to do like that one take seen until to talk NATO. Yeah. But I've dabbled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's my expectation or what mm-hmm. I had expected. Uh, and then more recently, I think you guys have really shown me that that's not always the case and there's actually quite a bit of variety mm-hmm. in these the films that are being produced out of India. And I didn't realize how big the industry was, like mm. massively bigger than Hollywood. Yeah. So I had no idea that there were that many films um, coming out of India, and that's that's amazing. Like, what a mm. huge industry. Uh, so I see you guys are, like, never running out of movies <laughs> to watch. True. Yeah. Because there are always new ones coming out. Well, yeah, we'll just, when we run out of Hindi ones, we'll just do Malayalam <sighs> movies are for lovers next. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if we ever run out. <laughs> Yeah. And maybe my, feels impossible. The last, like the last big thing that I I've really enjoyed about the films that mm-hmm. you have recommended for me is um, just how endearing the films can be mm-hmm. and um, just beautiful relationship stories, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I, over this weekend that we've been here, I've I've heard you kind of mumble a couple times that you're sick of superhero movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. So your, your sons-in-law, they have different taste. Yeah, for your listeners, uh, I live in a household with my partner Jeff, your brother Aaron, and then we have two teenage boys, um, Ty and Casey, so they are uh, 18 and 16 respectively, and now Felix is our, our youngest son. He was born on March 16th, 2020, so he's about six, he's six months. Uh, so yeah, I live in a household full of boys, <laughs> which really limits the genre of movies that... Um, the boys like to watch mm-hmm. so rom-coms not so much I mean Felix probably likes them well he yeah just he, he just can't say anything yet <laughs> he likes the music and the dancing I mean yeah. how can you not like yeah he was watching good news right <laughs> yeah. yeah he was into it likes the action and the colors yeah <laughs> um, so yeah you're right it's it's a little limited on uh, on what we watch in the house so I love bringing in new mm-hmm. new films and well and Matt and I frequently talk about how romantic comedies, like how Bollywood does them so well. They're producing some of the best romantic comedies anywhere in the world. And Mm -hmm. 
how there's it's just like... the entire industry of norafrons. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. How there's just a bigger variety of genre in Bollywood. Can you imagine a Hollywood film like Bad High Ho with, like, an Ayushman Karana's, like, level actor? And it doing in, as well? In Hollywood? Like, it, I can't... I, Contemplate, like, I don't know. It would be a creepy. It would be like Ryan Reynolds is in a movie about his parents having a kid and it makes $400 million somehow. It would like, be like a quirky Indian comedy. It's, it would Sorry, be, indie comedy. It, yeah, like maybe like Knocked Up, possibly, like a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah. But those kind of skew more crass. At least they did back yeah. when that came out. But like, this doesn't happen. Yeah. And Indian films can often be, like, very family-oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just in their content, in that they're suitable for the whole family, but also just kind of in the focus of the characters, because family is still very important to Indian culture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can see why, uh, you know, these two films are obviously very focused on family. Mm-hmm. Now, we had this idea, and I was kicking myself, because you were in town in Edmonton to have Felix... And you were bored for a couple weeks asking me, like, what movies you should watch. And, you know, we had you over for dinner a couple times. And afterwards, I was like, why why didn't I tell her to watch, like, some of these Bollywood pregnancy movies? And then we could have, like, recorded an episode. And so I had the idea right after Felix was born. And unfortunately, because of, you know, the pandemic, pandemic, uh, we weren't able to get together to record this sooner. Yeah, these aren't really movies about... You know, having a baby, it's all about the lead up. Yes. Yeah. That's certainly what I've noticed in the in both films is that they didn't um, focus as much attention on the actual birthing process. Like mm. that whole piece was pretty much removed from the film. Like mm-hmm. I don't even think that the contractions were really <laughs> yeah. that believable in a way. So they kind of took that whole piece out, and you know, oh. All of a sudden, now the babies are here. Yeah, I mean, Kara Advani has kind of a difficult pregnancy. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's not about having a baby. It's about the lead-up to the event. Well, and I hate to say it, but I think a lot of the focus of both of these films is really on how men are yeah, reacting how, 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 to how this. How the boys feel about it, so, yeah. <laughs> True, yeah. They both have kind of uh, foreground the male perspective. Yeah, um, not entirely out of the ordinary. Uh, so I think we can get into Bad High Hall. Sure. Great. I think I'm handling that one. Yeah. Okay, so Bad Hi Ho came out in 2018, and it means roughly congratulations there. Yep. Good good job. (laughs) That was directed by Amit Ravindranath Sharma, and it features Aishwarya Karana. His previous film is Tevar. Oh, weird. Right? Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that's That's quite a a tonal shift. Yeah. Yeah. So it features Aishman Krana, Sanya Mahotra, Nina Gupta, Gejraj Rao, Surika Sikri, and Shardul Rana. So this was the ninth highest grocer of 2018. Can you imagine a film with this subject matter being like in the top ten of the year in North America? Well, it's, it's like Knocked Up or um, Look Who's Talking, like that kind of movie. But these We haven't days? seen anything like that in ten years, at least. So It's a little bit more serious in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it was nominated for 10 Filmfare Awards and won four. So Gijraj Rao won Best Supporting. Although I'd say he's almost kind of the lead. Um, he almost has as much screen time as Ishmael Karan. It's just Karan is a star. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Best Supporting Actress for Surika Sikri. Best Actress uh, Critics for Nina Gupta. And Best Dialogue. 
It also won two National Film Awards, including my favorite award, the Best Popular Film Providing Wholesome Entertainment. What more do you want? It's good stuff. <laughs> Matt's all-time favorite film award. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the Movies for Grown Ups Award from the AARP. Um, and it also won Supporting Actress for Surika Sikri. Uh, so there's a bunch of remakes coming of this movie in Tamil, Telugu, Kannada, Malayalam, and an Indonesian version. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. And there's a sequel coming with Rajkumar Rao and Buni Pendekar. Yeah. Really? So someone else's parents have a kid? I that's all, I don't know. It's in the <laughs> it's in the like um, almost postmenopausal pregnancy cinematic universe. I mean, <laughs> who knows what it's going to be about? Uh, we, as we were explaining to you, Juliet, Ayushma Karada has made a surprising number of films about like issues, social issues, and specifically related to like uh, masculinity from infertility. Yeah, like infertility and like sexual dysfunctions. So, like his first film is about him being a sperm donor, and then he that's did, Vicky Donor, which we talked about about a year ago, I'd say. Yeah, a while ago in our episode on Ayushma Karada. Yeah. 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 Uh, he did a film about like being impotent, uh, and then that sequel, the sequel to that film, is a gay romance. He's done this about like you know his parents having a kid. He did his wasn't his second movie. Um, I love my curvy wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, he did Great one time. about about <laughs> That's learning. That's called, but it was just like he, learning how to love a chubby Bumi Pendekar. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, Dream Girl, where he plays like a man who becomes like a sex a sex phone operator with a As woman's a voice. Yeah. Like he he has and Article Fifteen, which is pretty rough, but it's also right. about social issues. Yeah, and and I do that. I guess I can't it's really about the pinpoint a specific social being issue. Being blind and murders are happening. <laughs> I guess so. He has he has a very interesting filmography mm-hmm. of just kind of yeah. His movies tend to always be around like specific topics and things that you wouldn't expect you know to like you find in mainstream entertainment he also is not beholden to having to look like a hero every time he's often quite petty in his movies like he comes around by the end yeah barely keep arfie that's another one Mm. um where he's kind of an asshole for most of the movie until he figures out like you know this could be okay Mm -hmm. so he's he's an interesting star in that he he doesn't appear to want to look macho or have a completely like wholesome persona. So I have a question. Do you think that this is by choice? Uh, he chooses these types of characters, or do you think that he gets typecast for these types of characters? I don't and know. I mean, he started off with Vicky Donor, which kind of puts him in, like, I'm the new star. I'm kind of different. I'll do anything. And... Like, he hasn't really had a big action movie, mm-hmm. and even his romantic comedies have a little bit of, a bit of a twist to them, so either he's picking those roles, or he's just having them given to him, or, like, he's being shown those movies. He must like doing them, otherwise he would try something else. He's become such a big box office draw, mm-hmm. too, uh, as his movies continue to make more and more money, so I think it. I think to a certain extent, he is kind of crafting mm-hmm. this kind of socially progressive. Him and Rajkumar Rao kind of have similar sort of yeah filmographies. Although Rajkumar Rao does a bit more one artsy stuff. 
But it's interesting that Rajkumar Rao is going to be in the sequel to this. And Boomy Benicar, that totally makes sense, too. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, she plays awesome. Uh, okay, Matt, what's the film about? Okay, so Aishman Karana is a young guy in his mid-20s. He's got, like, an office job that he works with uh, Alessandra Malhotra. I think it's something having to do with cell phones. They work at a cell phone operator. Some sort of tech something. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of... Looks like they're making marketing presentations. Yeah. They're kind of starting a relationship together. It's kind of nice. Um, meanwhile, his uh, parents, um, who are... You think I'm crazy. I think they're in their 60s, but it's probably more like mid-50s. Well, I just... I think... Aishman Karana is older than us. Yeah. He often plays like a 20... 22, 25-year-old. Yeah. So he's guy. in his mid to late 30s, and he's playing a guy who is, like, 25. So I I just, I can't judge how old his parents are. I can't judge yeah. how old anyone is Yeah, you could look movie. up what the actors' ages are, but that doesn't necessarily mean what they are in the movie world. I'm just saying it's conceivable that she could be 45 if he's 25, but it mathematically it could happen, but she does not look 45. She no. looks older. Yeah. yeah. Like in her mid fifties even. Yeah. Or is that too? I was thinking sixties. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But Which would make it a medical marvel. Uh, right. That would be a little bit too, too much biologically probably. <laughs> yeah. But Aishmai Karana's dad writes a great poem and, uh, his mom's just like, come here. Nina you. Gupta is 61. Which by the way, was okay. my, Probably my favorite scene of when he, when the he, movie. They're reading the poem. Yeah, I it's thought nice. it was so cute. Yeah. It's very it's, sweet. It's one of the few times a poet in a movie is good. Yeah, you hate poets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> hate is a strong word. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's Nini Gupta and Gajraj Rao play his parents. And, uh, yeah. The 14 weeks later, I think, 15 weeks later, mm-hmm. they find out that, oh, she's fainting all the time and feels sick. Whoops. New baby on the way. And wouldn't you know it, uh, Aishman Karana is not happy. (laughs) (laughs) This causes quite a scandal. He has a real crisis crisis of conscience, most signified by drinking whiskey on a dock with a bunch of birds (laughs) flying around, which I thought was pretty funny and getting really mad. And everyone's... Really, it's not... It doesn't really have anything to do with him, but he's really worried about what other people are going to think because people are quite gossipy in this movie. Yeah, there was a lot of stigma around uh, her having another baby at such a late age. And, yeah. um, you know, people putting a lot of blame on on them, saying, how could they let this happen? Yeah. Why, did, why did you do this? And it's like, I don't know, it was well, an accident. And the issue in the film almost seems to be that like there's some sort of perception that older people shouldn't be having sex, yeah. which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's almost like everyone in the film is judging them because clearly they're still like getting it on in the bedroom which is just like wouldn't you still want to get it on in the bedroom with your partner of decades and Aishman Karana's little brother also flashes back to stealing a condom from his dad's (laughs) room it's just like oh no it's entirely my fault he didn't actually use it either (laughs) so yeah then the whole family they all kind of run into problems having to do with this like um Essentially, the sons don't really want to have anything to do with their parents for a while. Mm-hmm. They ditch out on going to a family wedding, and this embarrasses their parents. Um Krana and Sanya Mahotra. Um, Sanya Mahotra's mother, she's a widow, and she's quite well off, actually. The Koshiks, um, the 
Corona family, they're not super well off. They all yeah. live in one little apartment. Yeah. So like, like, she's like, what could you expect from people like that? They're obviously going to get into trouble all the time. And he hears that and he kind of gets mad at her and then breaks off that relationship. And, and basically they all, uh, and the grandma, the grandma is probably the funniest part of the movie. She's constantly, you know, throwing out jokes and, uh, you know, getting up in people's grills about it. But Really, if the grandma and the two sons and eventually Sonny Malhotra's mother all kind of have to come to terms with, like, you know what? There's worse things that could happen. <laughs> this is nice. They, you know, it's nice that they still love each other and have a kid. And then, yeah, I'm not going to ruin what happens, but a kid is involved by the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really kind of, like, straightforward film that's just, yeah. like, a family dramedy where, you know, everyone gets embarrassed by this situation but ultimately this is a happy thing yeah yeah of course i mean they they're bringing a new life into the world and and that's something to celebrate uh so it is kind of interesting how everyone around feels that stigma and has to get over that um one thing i wanted to say about the the parents oh my gosh so cute they are so cute it's you you look at them on screen or i look at them on screen and i think wow, I I hope I have a relationship like this Mm -hmm. with Jeff when we are at their age, you know, in in the next decade, in two decades, nearing end of life. They just have such a supportive and beautiful relationship. Um, The other scene that comes to mind is when uh, they're at the wedding and um, uh, the father looks down at his wife and they have this like kind of secret communication. They're just just smiling at each other. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, and I really like that Nina Gupta is never kind of dressed up to be like like a hot mom, like no. like a milf or something. Like they're very they're they're age appropriate. Yeah. And like it's clear that like they just have tenderness for one another. They didn't get and they love for this one role. another. Like no. if it had been tough, you're like, yeah, obviously. But it's very but clear. Go for it. It's very clear when he looks at her that he thinks she's the most beautiful beautiful woman in the in the room yeah and i think a lesser film would try and make her out to be like more of a milf type character you know and so i she honestly doesn't talk that much like she's mostly reacting to people saying stuff about her and like getting embarrassed and there isn't like a big speech like so what i had a kid you need kids to survive otherwise there wouldn't be any people she doesn't come out with anything like that it's just more like everyone coming to terms with it and then supporting her by the end. It's the grandma that gets the big speech. The grandma gets the speech, yeah. I was just going to say that it it looks like she's really focusing on her pregnancy experience because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's a very easy experience for her. No. It looks like it was a hard it's a hard pregnancy that she's going through and it seems like she's just kind of focusing her energy on just mm-hmm. living through this moment, getting through the pregnancy and sort of dealing with um yeah, with everybody around her that's kind of putting her down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the comedy in this movie mostly comes from Aishwarya and Corona <laughs> getting into sort of embarrassing situations, which is what he does best. Well, yeah, and it's just like, I mean, they take that comedy of, like, kids not wanting to maybe admit that their parents have had sex, like, otherwise, how else would they... what looks like a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, like, otherwise, how else would you be here if your parents haven't had sex? But that's always, like, you know, like, that, like, Kids are always uncomfortable about their, that, or teenagers yeah. are like, oh, or I don't want to think about, like, 
my parents like that. And they made that the, like kind of like the joke of the whole movie is Ayushman Kranas just has to like... Because I think that's really... You know, it doesn't even seem like people... It's not like they're judging the baby. They're no, judging that the baby like, is barely even older the people have, have like, are getting it on. The baby isn't really an issue, really. Like, no one's going to say, hey... We don't like babies. Yeah. And I was surprised at how open and straightforward they were about the idea of abortion. Yeah. Both movies, actually. Yeah, both yeah. movies. I, I, that surprised me as well. Um, it was interesting that that was an option that was on the table mm-hmm. that was brought up. And people seem to judge her for not for not taking well, that Well, Simon Matra's mother definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think, like, I, and in that sense... If this was an American sense, movie, it'd be the other way around. Like, how could she even think of having that? Well, in that sense, I, I didn't find, like, that the film was trying to, like, push some sort of pro-life message by showing that that option was on the table. It was no. just more exploring. It would be easier and, like, probably, like, more socially um, applicable way of doing it. It would have been a lot easier for them to have done had an abortion, really. It's interesting. It, like, makes me realize, I like, it's a... This issue of abortion is such a contentious issue in mm-hmm. Canada and the United States. It's, you know, it's part of all the political party platforms and it just like there's so much um discussion over this uh i wonder if it's is contentious in india mm-hmm. well there's a big femicide issue so that's kind of a problem in india okay mm-hmm. but there is a film running shahid running shadi running shadi with a uh, tapsi panu where early on in the film uh, she needs to get an abortion, and the kind of romantic lead like helps her out, and then it's just kind of like a non-issue for the rest of the film. And I was kind of like, oh, that like seemed really progressive and really uh, like I was really impressed by that. I think it and is then, fairly rare to see in a Hindi film, though. Yeah, and then later on in the film. Uh, there's a twist where the doctor like runs into her father and was like, "Oh, you should know that your daughter had an abortion." Mm. And I was like, "What?" Yeah. And so that ends up kind of being so much for a doctor patient. Uh, yeah, that ends up being a plot point. But that's one of the only other films that yeah. I can think of that we've seen that has outside kind of addressed of, the subject matter. Or outside of like arty stuff, like I could see an Anurag Kashyap movie mentioning it, but it's not never like a big plot point. Yeah. It's, it's honestly fairly rare. And it wasn't really a big plot point no. in, in this film. No. It's just not even mentioned in most movies. Right. right? Um, I like the cinematography in this movie a lot. Uh, good news, when we get to that, it's actually just kind of very blankly shot. Like, every scene is lit the same way, mm-hmm. and everything just looks present. But as this, there's a lot of sort of... There's texture. There's texture. There's different kinds of light, different diffusion through uh, different kinds of, uh, like, fabrics on windows and stuff. Uh, they put a bunch of lights all over their house to celebrate kind of a baby shower type thing, and that lends a nice look to it. So lots of driving around at night scenes. It's it's just very visually interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Good news, you know, every scene looks the same. And they, a lot of birds in this movie. Yeah, yeah, there's some bird imagery. I'm not entirely sure I know what it means, but there's a lot of it. And they do a really good job of kind of establishing the community that they live in, just mm-hmm. kind of this... Uh, what the colony yeah. that they're in because kind of I think their social standing within the colony is very important to kind of the embarrassment that they're that they're feeling so they just kind of do I think a good job of fleshing out kind of like where they're living the set design is fantastic yeah there's like a guy who lives one floor above them and like the next row over 
who's always like yelling like, hey, way to go, you had a kid, or like, hey, what's up? <laughs> so he's you get the sense that there's lots of busybody neighbors mm-hmm. who want to get up in their business. And the apartment that they're in, like, it feels suitably cramped. Like, it doesn't seem like a site. It feels like people live there. Yeah. I, I bet Ayushman moves out. <laughs> he probably should already. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he gets married to Sanya Maholdra. Yeah. Who we should talk about. She's fantastic. Yeah, I wish she was in more movies. Yeah. She's, she's like... The Mario to Kangana Ranawitz Wario. <laughs> like she has, she has the same kind of nice curly hair, but is good. Been a lot I, of I, Mario playing this yeah, weekend. There, we, we were playing a lot of Doctor Mario, but yeah, she's she's like the good version. <laughs> is that what you wanted me to say? <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like that's potentially fair. Did any of the performances stick out to you, Julian? Uh, well. It, I agree with all of these. The Wario words. thing, yes, good. Okay. <laughs> right, Matt. <laughs> good. Um, it uh, makes a lot of sense to me that there have been so many awards or nominations mm-hmm. uh, for the acting because I thought that all of the actors did a really amazing job. Um, uh, the actor who played the father, uh, Gajraj Rao, I thought he was yeah, particularly excellent. He does a lot with. Kind of like his Coke bottle glasses, and he's kind of like bugging out eyes at things. He's very yeah. good at um, being the out of touch father. Yeah. Um, there's that scene where he's giving the um, the mango. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just you can tell that there's just a difference here. He's a little out of touch. Now, cool is just looking at him and saying, like, you know, giving him the. The, the stare of, like, what are you doing? Like, that's not yeah. how we he's do things He's been embarrassing his children for years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's, he's embarrassing a little bit. But he's also tender and loving. Mm-hmm. And, and that, um, yeah, I just think that his entire character was very well done. It's a complete 180 to his next movie with Aishman Karana, where he plays <laughs> a scientist who's invented a new kind of cauliflower and then also doesn't want to know that his son is gay. Yeah, he he's sees, very he sees Krona with his son, and they're just like, oh, okay, uh, uh, yeah, ignore this, <laughs> try and break up my son and Aishman Krona. So, yeah, he's also kind of out of touch in that one, too, but he's more mean. Yeah. I made Gobi Matar for us the other night while we were here in Jasper, and I bought purple cauliflower, and as I was, like, cooking it, I thought of the black cauliflower. <laughs> There's such a weird point in that movie. Just like he invents this black cauliflower, and everyone in the village is really mad at him. And we—I don't know if the subtitles really indicated why that they don't like the black cauliflower, but they're continually hucking it over the fence into their house. <laughs> yeah, um, we talked about that movie in our wrap-up episode, so go listen to that one. Yeah, but I and like, our confusion over the black cauliflower. Yeah, I like this movie. It's good. Yeah. Going back to some of the performances, I think it's fantastic that um, Sureka Sikri got two awards for this. She got the National Film Award and the Filmfare Award for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. And, you know... She's a feisty grandma. She's she's fantastic in this, but that's... I think it could be an easy performance and an easy character to kind of overlook when it comes to, you know, awards ceremonies because... She's, you know, she's an aging grandmother, uh, but she really is kind of like, I think... You could see her she, do it. You could see her thinking through and having a bowed face by the end. Yeah, like her arc throughout the film of her kind of like at first judging her daughter-in-law Even and before her then, son. she's an asshole to her daughter-in-law. Yeah. The whole time she's making fun of her. She's mm-hmm. saying you're lazy. 
and then kind of turning around and embracing her. Like it, it really kind of is the arc of the film. Kind of mm-hmm. her character arc is really the trajectory that the film goes on. Yeah. And she just, I mean, she gets some of the best lines. <laughs> so you can see why she was signaled out. But I do, I don't know. Her her winning these awards are one of the reasons why, you know, I continue to like awards no matter how much people tell me that they're silly. Yeah. So, I don't want to get too personal, but having a kid, is it like this where everyone ha- suddenly develops an opinion about you? Oh, I wouldn't say an opinion about you, but uh, I definitely think that everyone wants to get involved to a certain point. Um, I'll admit that I found it pretty overwhelming, uh, just the amount of people that were reaching out and yeah. contacting me. And Aaron has a gigantic me. family, so. Oh yeah, huge. Um, this is like, you can't even list every person you're related to. <laughs> Especially leading up to labor and birth, um, people are texting and saying, "Hey, are you are you in labor yet? Are you in labor yet?" It's like, "Well, if what are I they was, expecting? like you're in labor, like you're gonna stop for a second." I wouldn't like, tell you. Hey, yes, uh, I'm on like my twentieth contraction. Anyway, I'm busy. BRB. <laughs> uh, and it, I mean, it comes from a good place, and everyone means well. But it's the the volume of people that are uh, concerned and reaching out yeah. that becomes uh, kind of overwhelming. Hmm. Um, so I did at some point had to kind of take a break and so is that realistic then like it feels everyone's getting up in her business does that make sense to you it, it, in a way it does hmm. yeah like maybe people not people are nicer stigma. about it yeah yes people yeah. are definitely nicer about it um and people want to help and people want to mm-hmm. be there for you and people also want to you know see the baby as soon as the baby is born mm-hmm. so there's just so much interest especially mm-hmm. when it's your first i don't know if it's quite is exciting when the second baby comes along, like perhaps. Well, you let us know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, I did. Um, I, I I found it to be a lot, but in a good in a good way too. Mm. It was a, it's an, an exciting time. Sorry, exciting time, and I guess it was particularly exciting for for me and for Felix because uh, Felix, like I said, was born in March. Mm-hmm. And that was right when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think uh, in Alberta, we had a, a state of emergency declared on March 17th when we all went into lockdown um, and uh, had to stay home and things were closing. And uh, the big one was that protocols in hospitals were changing. Hmm. So we were very lucky because our plan was to deliver uh, in a birth center. And I had a midwife that was going to help me with that. She, I had hired a midwife. So we were able to avoid the hospital, mm-hmm. uh, which at that particular time is exactly where I needed to be. Like that was the most comfortable place to deliver Felix. Uh, I think that same week, they in hospitals they started um, cutting down the number of people that could be present that mm. could assist. Yeah. Uh, in my case, uh, I had Jeff, and, and I also had a doula um, that was assisting me, that was coaching me through my contractions and coaching me through uh, labor and delivery. And had I delivered at a hospital. I would have had to make a decision. Would Jeff be my assistant, my mm. partner, mm-hmm. or would my doula be the person that assisted me through this? And everyone would be wearing hazmat uniforms and everything. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm very, very grateful that we were able to deliver at the birth center uh, because I, I don't, 
that would have been very difficult yeah. to uh, to have to pick. Well, they were cutting down on elective surgeries and all kinds of stuff. It's like we're keeping everything as as much stuff as open as we can in case we need rooms for pandemic people. So mm -hmm. pretty stressful. Yeah, yeah. It's the only good thing that happened all year, right? I. I Can you think of anything else that's good that's happened all year? We hit a million listens. We hit a million Matt. downloads. That's, that's pretty it, cool. Though. That's the only good. That's the only other good thing. Certainly, uh, yeah. Certainly, in my life, uh, you know, it's it's a funny, very funny time because the pandemic has caused a lot of hardship in in all of our lives, and it's been a struggle. It's been difficult and long, uh, but at the same time, my son was born right in the midst of this pandemic. So the last few months have been a huge blessing. Um, having a baby. Other than delivering at the hospital in the birthing process, uh, the postpartum phase, can't, it's not the worst thing to be doing during a pandemic, to yeah. be honest, yeah. because you, you know, like I wanted to be home. I wanted to be hunkered down. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to go to grocery stores. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually, it was kind of nice not to have that many visitors. Mm -hmm. um, it's sad that my parents couldn't come out and, and your parents couldn't come out either, it took us a while before we could introduce them to Felix, but uh, it, there is a silver lining in that, and that was that we were, Jeff and I, and we were really able to focus on um, learning to take care of Felix and, mm -hmm. and getting to know him more personally without sort of everybody around. Uh, I do find that births are big family events, and that can be, like I said earlier, it, it can be very overwhelming because everyone wants to be involved. And in this case, <laughs> nobody could. Yeah. It was a forced thing. Like, nobody could be involved. So it was a very weird experience. <laughs> yeah, it seemed pretty weird. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the reasons why we wanted to discuss this film, uh, aside from the fact that, you know, it, it was so um, critically acclaimed and we had seen it before and knew that it was quite a sweet and touching film, but is also because uh, my oldest nephew, Ty, Jeff's oldest son, uh, there's 18 years between him and Felix now, his yeah. youngest brother. And so I just kind of thought that element of um, just kind of having a large age gap with your siblings, there's 10 years between Jeff and I. So that's something that I'm familiar with, but 18 or... And Ty didn't watch this one. He watched yeah. the other one. Or as we see in, in the film, like there's like a good 20, 25 year age gap here. Yeah. Uh, so we asked Ty, you know, whether he was embarrassed or or what he thought about, you know, having a baby brother at at eighteen. He just uh, said he wanted a sister. Yeah, he, he did. Which interestingly, I mean, I don't want to ruin things, but in the film, they they do have a girl. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, he said it was confusing. He was confused. He he didn't he didn't know that we were thinking of having other mm. kids, and so surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's down in the basement. He doesn't. He can't tell. <laughs> okay, so I think we're yeah. ready for interval. Sure. So uh, for interval, we are listening to uh, kind of a funny song. It's called Zumba. It's you from, picked this song because yeah. it's your favorite, Julia. Yeah. It was very fun, energetic. Yeah, Zumba. It's it's really just like an infomercial for how good Zumba is in the, <laughs> in the middle of the movie. Good news. I wonder if they just like had product placement for Zumba. Anyway, Who knows? Zumba. <laughs> Yourself. 
This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is brought to you by the Well Endowed Podcast. Uh, well Endowed Podcast has been a frequent sponsor of our show. Uh, on uh, this episode of episode 80 of the Well Endowed Podcast is the first in- installment of Trailheads, a history of urban planning in Edmonton. In this special series, we join Julian Fade as he explores the many facets of how Edmonton is designed, the consequences and benefits of these design choices, and how this little patch of land on Treaty 6 territory has evolved over time. People have been gathering on this land for millennia, and that's where our journey begins. In part one of Trailheads, Julian speaks with Louis Cardinal and Carolina Rummick to learn about Edmonton's pre-Fort history. Why did Indigenous nations choose this particular bend in the river? What did those gatherings entail? How are they set up? And how did the initial infrastructure of trails, campsites, burial grounds, and river crossings influence how modern-day Edmonton is planned, built, and governed? For more information on the Well Endowed Podcast and the Edmonton Community Foundation, check out thewellendowedpodcast.com. This episode is also brought to you by Unbelts, the Edmonton-based business that makes the comfiest stretch belts around. Unbelts also makes cloth masks. You're going to need more of those, whether you're heading back to school or just living in a city that requires masks indoors or on the bus. Unbelts masks are designed by serious perfectionists. The masks follow all the latest WHO guidelines. They're ethically made down to their components. Most importantly, they're super comfortable, even if you have to wear them all day. They come in all sorts of colors and four sizes, from preschooler to adult extra large. They've been featured in Parents Magazine, Elle Canada, and were even named best in Edmonton. They've even got a nose wire that keeps your glasses from fogging up. They also go use elastic straps that go around your head instead of your ears, which is useful for me because as someone wearing glasses, I find that a lot of other masks, um, it takes up the real estate on your ears. So if you're able to wrap around your head rather than your ears, it's easier to put your glasses on and have them not fall off. So what are you waiting for? Head to unbelts.ca to order your masks today. Shipping is always free, and you can... Enter the code APN for a free mini laundry bag just for Alberta Podcast Network listeners. Or if you're an Alberta teacher, click Teacher Discount on their homepage for 20% off your entire order. Once again, that's unbelts.ca and enter code APN. So that was Zumba from Good News. Doesn't that, that make you want to go exercise in a, in a gym like you used to do? Definitely. I miss exercising a lot. Like, I'm still exercising, but my my bar studio closed down. You guys actually took us on a hike yesterday. We were out of shape. We were... I was huffing and puffing. I, th- I was hoping a bear would eat me. <laughs> it's tough. We've been stuck in a I've been sitting at a desk for six months straight. Yeah. In my house. Like, I... I and maybe walk, you know, 200 steps a day. How yeah. are you like This Zumba class. My, my, my knees are doing better now, but I was I was feeling it. <laughs> well, maybe maybe... We'll try out some Zumba at some point. Who Maybe. knows? Maybe. It seems like all you need is a little step. You can do Zumba at home. And a velour jumpsuit. Yeah, that's important. Which, I don't know if it's the fact that the, like, the early 2000s fashion is coming back, which on one hand seems horrible to me. It's like juicy me. couture. But on the other hand, I was like really into these velour jumpsuits. Yeah, I would wear one. It looked really comfortable. Burgundy. Nice color. They My looked favorite nice. Color. And they like had their names on them and rhinestones in the back. I was really into it. Not for Honey me. Honey and Monica. <laughs> But you're more fashionable than that. Fashionable than I am. <laughs> oh, God. But everyone's staying at home all day long. You can wear whatever you want. <laughs> I guess that's true. Just wear a bowler jumpsuit in your house. It's fine. <laughs> so, Juliet, I have to tell you, uh, we did a Twitter poll to ask our listeners which pregnancy films we should show you. So everyone liked Bad Hi Ho. Yeah, we included Bad Hi Ho, Good News, and uh, Salam Namaste, which I explained to Matt. I haven't seen it. Neither of us have. 
that from what I was reading, it was like a Bollywood version of nine months. And based on how far Matt's eyebrows then like went up, it was very clear he thought I meant nine and a half weeks. Yeah. <laughs> which is a it's real very racy film. Yeah. yeah. Very was, different. Kind of I was film. kind of excited, but you know. uh, so Bad High Ho won the poll, which was great because we were already we're leaning do it towards anyway. that film. Yeah. Well, thank you to your audience because it was an excellent movie. I really appreciated it. It was great. But people asked me if I hated you because I was planning on showing you good I don't think this movie has a good reputation, even though I thought it was fine. Everyone on Twitter thinks it's absolutely horrible. And I I do see where they're coming from. It's a very broad and silly comedy. It's not a deep movie. It was actually with this movie that that kind of the idea first came to me, partly because I saw it pop, pop up on Amazon Prime Kind of like right after you had Felix, and that's why I was like, "Oh, why didn't I, why didn't we like get her to watch this movie and then like record an episode about this while you were bored?" It uh, could have progressed my labor, you know. I, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Like if you if you watch movies about pregnancy and and the birthing hmm. and like babies, I was actually watching uh, like this little mini documentary series on Netflix about babies and mm. uh, in hopes that this would sort of get things going. Is it the one where it's like, here's a baby who lives in Mongolia, here's a baby who lives in San Francisco? Um, or was that a, that that was was a feature a movie. film called yeah. Babies, right? Yeah. There was one about dogs, too? I don't know. I've heard the Babies one is very good. Yeah, I never saw it. Well, they were looking at development, the development of babies at different stages. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and Felix is just like, hot damn, I'm ready. Let uh, me up. Right. <laughs> Claudia Kapoor does this, though, in the film, though. She does, yeah. She engages with various baby-related materials. Well, at some point, actually, Kumar criticizes her for watching Baby's Day Out too much. (laughs) Yeah. And she kind of says, like, I'm trying to surround myself with, like... Images of babies, so we have a cute. Even baby. though that's a that's a movie about a baby like getting into various like Looney Tunes inspired dangerous situations. Yeah, there I, is an I, I thought that movie was fun, it. but like <laughs> it's it's not. The baby is in mortal peril almost entirely so through the movie. So it's not inspiring. No, know? like it, you should probably not watch Baby's Day. It'll make you a little you, yeah. erotic and paranoid. <laughs> like a baby getting lifted up on an I beam on top of a skyscraper, or a baby. <laughs> Like falling on a balloon and like, yeah, the baby has a very big day out, but it's very like <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> I just want to set this record straight that Juliet, I do not hate you for asking you to watch this film, and I was well aware that it wasn't the best film in the world, but I thought it would be it entertaining. Fun, yeah. I thought it would be a fun experience. <laughs> oh, and it was it was fun. It was definitely silly. Is that what you would call slapstick? Uh, there's some so, slapstick yeah. elements, especially yeah. with Akshay Kumar. I think Ty kind of liked it too. Yeah, yeah, which is a real surprise. I didn't think I didn't think he would sit still for it. I thought he would leave. And Ty, I don't think Ty has ever seen a Bollywood film before. No, uh, <laughs> it could be his first one. Yeah, it's a weird one to start off on, but sure. <laughs> I know he's seen like Slumdog Millionaire and Gandhi, but I don't think like anything. And he talked about Gandhi a lot, actually. <laughs> well, because that's the movie he's seen, yeah. so that's his like. <laughs> that, that's the only reference. things he knows about <laughs> India-related movies: his Good News and Gandhi. Do you have like <laughs> to be? He was aware that Gandhi is not a Bollywood. Film. I know, but like that's funny. Like that, that and he knew that Ben Kingsley is part Indian too. So yeah, that's interesting. But this is the extent of his movies that he's seen <laughs> relating to India. Good Ouch. news and Gandhi. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what I think Ty could appreciate is like a Marvel superhero Bollywood version of that. Yeah, so. you should watch the Krish movies. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Koyma Gaya will remind him of where he lives. And then the other ones are like superhero action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Good News came out in 2019. Directed by Raj Mehta. 
starring Akshay Kumar, Karina Kapoor Khan, Diljit Dashanj, Kira Advani, and Adil Hussain. It was. You didn't recognize Adil Hussain. I was just like, I didn't recognize. I know him that guy. Course, yeah. I always like him in movies. You know why? Because he was like playing a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, he's usually a bit more menacing. <laughs> yeah, uh, unless he's a screw up. <laughs> it was the sixth highest-grossing Bollywood film of 2019, though. The list I was looking at included Saho at number two, which is not a Bollywood movie. Or was it the Hindi dub? Potentially, but... Not a Bollywood movie. Yeah. That's a Southern Indian film. So I I think we can say... Get your act together, anonymous list Aaron was looking at. (laughs) Well, it's Wikipedia. Get your act together, Wikipedia. It's almost (laughs) as if anyone can edit you. Uh, The plot of this film is really straightforward. It's a very broad comedy. Uh, Karina Kapoor and Akshay Kumar are kind of a upper middle class couple. They're actually pretty wealthy. They're beautiful. Super wealthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Karina Kapoor really wants a baby. Akshay Kumar is a Volkswagen salesman. Yeah, he's a car salesman. <laughs> She's a popular columnist and journalist. Yeah. Potentially a bit like Twinkle Khanna, Akshay Kumar's IRL wife. And she really wants a baby and so she's kind of after Akshay Kumar to like get down to business all the time so that it's like I'm ovulating they can have a Clear baby your schedule Akshay <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that was interesting to see um, a, a man sort of deny his wife sex he's tired yeah that I thought was super like very different than what I have seen in uh, like Hollywood comedies, uh, and I found that very like I don't know what you guys think of that, but I'm sure there's a sitcom I've seen where it's like well, I'm trying to remember which one, but there was one like the woman wants a baby and the guy is just trying and trying and trying. It's a huge pain in the ass, actually. It reminds me a lot of the uh, like Charlotte and Trey McDougal arc of Sex and the City. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen it in one other movie. And he gets her the cardboard baby, and she cries. And, like, he really wants to give up on... Yeah, and they want to go... Continuing to try. IVF is where we go in the film. Yeah, so eventually, Karina Kapoor and Akshay Kumar go to see a fertility doctor and start to... Played by Adil Hussain. Played by Adil Hussain. And start to explore the idea of IVF and decide to take their chances and and see if this is the thing that will work. Because... uh, they, they have some fertility issues. However... As, as Kumar is told, once his swimmers get into her atmosphere, they just give up. Yes. <laughs> However... And also, yeah, spans. Yeah. I, I kept laughing every single time. Apparently huh? that was a reference to Monty Python. Huh. Oh, interesting. That's what IMDb <laughs> trivia said. Yeah. Huh. So, however, they have the same last name Buffer. as another couple yeah. who are also getting IVF, yeah. <laughs> played by Dilshita Change and Chiara Advani. And they are much more, like, flashy yeah. Punjabis. They're gauche. Yes. They're also, I think, fantastically wealthy. Because you see where, <laughs> you see um, Batra's Paradise, which is their, uh, I guess, his parents' house. And it's like a mansion. Yeah. And they're able to just not go to work for a whole year and well, just be are annoying. They Zumba superstars? Is that where the Zumba? That's comes a good from? question. They go to the Zumba <laughs> class, and I don't know. I don't think they're, they're teaching. teaching. They are they teaching? I it? thought they were teaching I the Zumba class. Too. But there's no way that like that's the main source of their income. I think they're just wealthy landowners. Jobs. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're decked out in velour and rhinestones and bright colors. Yeah. And unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, because this gives us the plot of them, the uh, clinic mixes up. Akshay Kumar and Diljit Dashanj's sperm. Which so Karina calling spams <laughs> yeah. throughout. And I, I laugh every time. I don't know. I think that's funny. So spam, Karina spam, Kapoor spam. is yeah. having a baby that is her egg and Diljit Dashanj's sperm. And Kira Advani has Akshay Kumar's sperm with her egg. And so, you know, hijinks ensue. And the two couples, you know, who have different kind of... They come from different classes and have different kind of perspectives uh, are then kind of forced to confront this situation of, you know, what if someone else is pregnant with your child? Yeah. Abortion is completely off the table for uh, Deji Dosange and Kara Advani, but uh, Akshay and Karina do think about it pretty hard, actually. Yeah, and Akshay Kumar, like, is pretty insistent that she's going to do it. That's his choice. Yeah, but... She's never been pregnant before. This is the one that's working. But after years mm-hmm. of trying to get pregnant, she finally does. She doesn't... She can't... She, she doesn't can't. know if it's going to happen again. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. so I think that's presented really... Like, I, I, I think that's very human in the way it's presented. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can see how, yeah, this mix-up has happened, and she's not actually pregnant with her husband's child, but she's finally gotten pregnant. How does she... How does she give up on that? Mm-hmm. And and so neither couple um, aborts <laughs> the babies, uh, even though you know the clinic is like, okay, we're gonna like make yeah, we'll sure take we'll, we'll make, take care of this. We'll, we'll take care of this. Sick. We'll make sure they don't sick. But they actually both decide to have their child. And I, over the course of the film, uh, Dilji Tishanj and Kira Advani try to like impose themselves on Akshay Kumar and Karina Kapoor. Just to make sure first, that his, spur, his spam is doing good. Yeah, and at first, they're not, like, they're very adversarial towards well, they, us. Well, they get the apartment above them. But over the course of the film, the two couples oh, okay. kind of come together. Now, I do understand what some people are saying about, like, the cringier aspect Why of would you film. go to that doctor again? It is. Why would you let the cringier... Right? Well, like, right? <laughs> they have proven themselves to not be good at their jobs. Why would you keep going to that clinic? Yeah, and it, it like, Legally, it is... Legal contract? Yeah, maybe know. they had to. It is cringy at times, and there is an aspect of the way that Diljit Deschange, like, really wants to make sure that Karina Kapoor doesn't abort the baby that feels kind of like forcing her to follow through with the pregnancy but she's also shown as wanting to follow through with it herself and actually Kumar so, is kind of he's disinterested in Karen Advani's kid mm-hmm. he's not like he's like okay it's a weird thing that happened but well, I don't want to be in this kid's life he feels pretty disconnected I think from mm-hmm. both both kids yeah um, he's just getting high yeah. That's right. Good That's scene. his coping mechanism Good I scene. for this. Also, I do have to say, I like the pairing of Karina Kapoor and Akshay Kumar. It's age-appropriate. It and age he's appropriate. got a little, like, salt and pepper in his hair. I think he looks great. And Dolce Dosanjan and Kira Advani seem pretty close to Oh, him, we so. are going to be talking about Dolce <laughs> Yeah, but, like, age-wise as well. Like, yeah. this is not a typical 20-year-old, yeah. 50-year-old romance. Akshay Kumar frequently will, like, play in movies opposite 20-year-old girls. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a bit of a gap. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Karina Kapoor's character had to be 
uh, older because mm. there's that time element to it, mm -hmm. right? Like she is feeling like she's running out of time to have this baby. And so she needed to be an older woman. That would never work with a 20-year-old 20, 20 mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. We don't uh, really know what Kira Ivani's problem is. Mm -hmm. Just infertile problems. That's right, because we know that um, Honey, Diljit Dosanjh, yeah. uh, he, his swimmers are doing pretty good, I think. At least, in, at, at least in, at <laughs> least in Karina Kapoor's pool. So you know, that's right. Maybe not at Kira Ivani's. That's place. true. Yeah, yeah. It could be the same problem. Yeah, we don't know. They're just incompatible. Entirely, <laughs> what the issues are, but we do know that Kira Ivani has had a number of miscarriages. Yes, yes. Yeah, and right. so she is very quick to embrace the baby, even though she knows it's not technically his. She kind of like glosses over that so like I totally admit there are some problematic aspects about this film and I think mm -hmm. it is the the way that it discusses abortion and Dilshi Tashanj's kind of fear of Karina of, of Karina Kapoor's fetus like what she's going to do with it and wanting to kind of impose themselves on this couple so that they don't abort in a way like it's problematic because it's 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 saying that like that his you know. opinion counts. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's her body, it's her right. However, despite, you know, I'm aware of these problematic aspects of this film, but despite that, I think it's kind of endearing. And yeah. I don't know, it's silly, but I enjoy it. Oh, like when um, uh, actually Kumar goes to the uh, clinic to donate his sperm. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was a really hilarious We were pretty okay. sure that's a you, reference to Vicky You need Donner. to see Vicky Donor because yeah. that entire movie is he, him he just like... He does it all the time, just like high-fiving people. Finger guns. Finger guns. Like, yep, did it again. Liquid gold. Anyway, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, that's He fine. seems very apprehensive when he goes into that office, that clinic room, and then, yeah, you're right, when he walks He even calls Kagrina Kapoor, like, can you, like, tell me something? Or well, you're going to create Trina Kaif, right? Like, can, can you get her on the line? <laughs> Um, Instead, he uh, he has the hots for Adele Hussain's wife, who's also a doctor. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, the flashy Punjabi people stereotype, you do see it fairly often, but I always like that, too. Like in well, Ladies vs. Ricky does Ball. It so well. Yeah, he's great at it, but yeah. also, um, who is it, Paraniti Chopra in yeah. Ladies vs. Ricky Ball? That's just kind of a fun sort of family environment to see, mm -hmm. and I'm just happy to see it. I, I don't watch as many Punjabi movies as you. So you might be a little tired of it, but you know, I think that's that's just a fun character archetype. Maybe it's a little stereotypical. Maybe, I don't know, but mm -hmm. you don't see it that often in Hindi films, at least. Mm -hmm. But like the nouveau riche gauche thing, same way that Cindy's are portrayed in uh, Shandar and other yeah. things. Yeah, as much as it is silly, like this mix-up. Um, I do think that the process of IVF does present all kinds of new fertility possibilities. Mm. Um, and even locally, we have a few women in, in Jasper in town who have gone to IVF as a way of having children. And uh, there's one woman who actually has two kids, um, very, very recent. And it's, it's neat because what happened to her was... After a few miscarriages, and she even had a stillbirth uh, maybe two years ago, uh, so she uh, then went to IVF, and she and her husband, you know, the, the, their surrogate got pregnant, mm -hmm. 
and then she got pregnant. <laughs> That's a, a, that should be a movie too. Later, yeah. A week later, That's they totally found a movie. out yeah. she was pregnant, and for whatever reason, this one worked. And so what happened was a few months ago, the surrogate delivered uh, a a girl, I think, and then a week later, she delivered a boy. Wow. And you said those are moon twins? They're called moon twins mm. because they're both born under the same moon. And it is still the same genetic material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's just being implanted in their surrogate. Yeah, so that is like kind of weird. a beautiful story, but also more than they expected, right? Surprise, because, you have basically twins. Yeah, they didn't think they were going to have more than one. And yeah. then, surprise, Time to buy a minivan. Two. Uh, and I think twins are kind of likely with IVF, and, mm-hmm. and so supposedly, yeah, I've seen that. Well, my, one of and my sisters, twins, yeah. one of my sisters had twins. Again, surprise! And, time to buy a minivan. <laughs> well, and right. it's insane how many people will ask her if they were natural. Yeah. Which is is asking her if she had IVF. They're and, not cyborgs. Yeah, and it's just it's the <laughs> stupidest question because invasive. Also. It's invasive, yeah. like. You know, what is it to them? What is a natural baby? And also, like, you're implying that there are natural and unnatural children? Like, unnatural and unnatural babies? Is is this an angel baby or a demon baby? What'd you get? Like, it's just, it's so, like, but I, I, you know, I... It comes from just people being curious. People are curious and people are noisy. And, you know, like, we were just talking with Bad Hi-Ho, everyone wants to be involved. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and, but there are some things that, like, maybe you should not ask people that you're not close they'll to. Tell you, they'll tell you if it's important. Oh, yeah. and there is a lot of sensitivity around um, uh, around fertility. Yes. I mean, uh, Karina Kapoor's character, I'm sure... Well, she was getting asked constantly when she went to the wedding. Mm-hmm. They were like, so when's the baby? When are we going to get good news? Yeah. Uh, and that pressure alone is going to make that process harder for her Mm -hmm. because she's feeling the pressure she's getting stressed out her body is not open and you know responsive to this like it's it's not the ideal way of of bringing life into the world it's not the right men so rarely have to deal with this yeah i've never been asked about this no one ever asks you when we're getting married or ever asks you if we if we want kids they always ask me right it's not it's not the right term but is there a kind of chauvinism between women about like oh this this lady she can make babies like no one's business no problem whatsoever bam 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 and then other ones have a lot of trouble and have to do ivf like is that a kind of undercurrent to this movie too? Yeah, I mean, I think it was. Uh, that's part of sort of the ridiculousness of the film because I think it definitely takes it up. Like it's it's on the pretty extreme end of the spectrum. But I think the way that Karina Kapoor is reacting to her uh, fertility issues is is kind of extreme and like you know the the phone call Varun get here now. This is the day that I'm ovulating. Yeah. We yeah. have to have sex multiple times. Like it's. It seems ridiculous, but I think that there are some women that are probably there. If you have been trying for five years mm-hmm. and you haven't had uh, babies, it probably can get to that point. And get jealous well, of and, people who can have them, no problem. Yes, it, I think it hurts when yeah. Uh, yeah. you get asked, uh, oh, well, why aren't you having any babies? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of an insensitive question it, and, you know, people don't mean it, but what happens is that for the woman who's been trying for five years, like she, that's frustrating for her. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be. I mean, like, this is where, like, the comedy comes from. And, and, and it's very broad. But it takes this situation that, you it know, happens. a lot of couples potentially find themselves in. Dealing with infertility issues. And then just, like... <laughs> You know, expands it yeah. into something Surprise, that is tiny little very, dessert, baby. <laughs> that is very, very silly. Yeah, uh, and you know, and I, I, but I do think it works because there are some genuine human emotions at the center of this film, mm-hmm. and and these things that that these couples are going through. You know, when Kira Advani talks about her miscarriages and talks about how difficult all of this has been for her. You know, up until that point, she's kind of shown as a bit as a stereotype. And I think in that moment, you really start to care for her. And Katrina Kapoor has not cared about her at all. Yeah. She's and it's just like, who's this weird as lady? As the film goes on, you actually do kind of start to care about these people. Again, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's silly and it has some problematic aspects to the film. But I, th- I think the performances are actually really strong, which is what carries it for me, at but least. Yeah, just jump on it. It's Dill Saints clinic. He's not very good at this. <laughs> and, this is where, <laughs> and this is where I have to ask you, Matt, especially how you felt about Kira Advani's performance. Because up until this point, we've only really seen her in like Kabir Singh. She has that really small role in Kalank. Mm-hmm. She's in ghost stories, but like Kabir Singh's the big one. And let me she tell actually, you, Julianne, we yeah. hate this movie. Yeah, Kabir oh. Singh sucks. Um, she's, I think she's, she's fantastic. Fun yeah, yeah she, I, could, she could do more romantic so she, comedies. She doesn't That's good. make it suck. No, 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 it's not her okay. fault. No. no, she's she's her character's treated like a doormat the whole movie. Oh, and she doesn't really. Josh does is cry. Oh. Um, so yeah, she's funny. I think yeah. she should do more comedies. I was she's really good. excited to see her in this because I was like, oh, oh, she actually has like a personality, yeah. and I think is actually really she's cute and funny, really funny, really cute. I would do like to see her in more stuff. Team up with Aish Makrana for another sort of like off kilter adventure. Yeah, I'm not sure what she's doing next. I guess I should look at it. Actually, I think she's doing more stuff with. Um, with Akshay Kumar. Oh, sure. So I mean, he likes to find kind of co-stars and use them for all kinds of things. He has a little bit of a stable himself because... Yeah, she's going to be in Lakshmi Bomb. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's got his own production company. I think it's Cape of Good Films. So, like, he's probably the main instigator behind this movie, I would say. Yeah. Because he does try to get, like, two or three movies out of here, too. Well, so. and there's, like, there's an aspect of it that kind of feels again like the Karina Kapoor character is supposed to be Twinkle Kana. <laughs> Do they have any kids? Yeah, they do. Okay. Well, maybe it was tougher for them. Could be. Oh, maybe it's a personal thing? Maybe. I mean, Just saying, we're all huh? speculating, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I will say this movie was kind of glamorous. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that house they live in? Mm-hmm. Beautiful home. Yeah. Like the designer furniture is gorgeous. They are say, well off. Mm-hmm. That coffee table from Ikea, I've thought about getting it for our place many times. Yeah, this is one of those things that's like a sitcom or something where you're watching Friends and it's like, there's no way that they could afford oh, yeah. that gigantic apartment in Manhattan. Like, and also, not very baby safe. No, that's no. the other thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe they tried for a bit and then like, ah, well, we'll cross that before we get to it. We'll get rid of all these corners on things. And, you know, metal furniture. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Aaron, what do you think of 
the fashion in this film. Oh my god, everything that actually Kumar wears is wild. He's got some pretty good fits, I think. <laughs> yeah, Karina Kapoor looks amazing. That's her job, though. She, she always, she always, looks always does, yeah. and yeah. she frequently like brings the fashion mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to her roles, especially in something like Verdi Wedding. It, this feels similar. Uh, I really love the kind of all the flashy stuff that Dilji Dishange and Kara Advani are wearing, and I think it's a good juxtaposition. Yeah. With they're both very expensive. With like, actually Kumar. supreme versus yeah, like, kind of designer. Well, like more avant-garde designer stuff that actually Kumar's got on. Yeah, but it does feel like like a fashion stylist has come in and decided what actually Kumar is wearing. It does not feel organic to his character. No, I don't think he would. Whatsoever. No. Like, but I think he's got he some has, cool clothes. He has some cool pieces, but I'm like, no way that that Volkswagen salesman would, like, pick out these things for himself. Like, I do believe that, like, she would pick out, like, Karina Kapoor would pick out a lot of stuff she's wearing, and she would design the apartment that way. Yeah. But his clothes, like, maybe it's totally a, a fantasy. Maybe she buys all his clothes. And she's like, here's stuff I got from the fashion magazine I work at. I don't know. Try it on. See what happens. Yeah. 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 I, I would wear a lot of the stuff he's got, though. It's he's got some cool. good stuff, but yeah. yeah, like, it's just, it's a little ridiculous. I don't know if I could pull off the doji to But the whole, like, the whole film is ridiculous, kind of, like, from the premise, and again, like, everything is just, it's big, and it's bold, and it's broad, and I think if you can get on that wavelength, and maybe acknowledge some of the problematic aspects in certain points of the plot, acknowledge that, not, don't give them a pass by any means, like, there, there's moments in this film that feel very sexist, and like I said, like, I think Dilshi Shashan is just like him wanting to control Karina Kapoor's body is not great. But I do think that like it has kind of some sweet moments and it is funny. Good. I thought it was funny. There's it's some good goofy. jokes. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of like how I took it. It's, it's a goofy film. I'm not going to read too much into it. Ty left. Yeah. A guy who's never watched a Bollywood movie <laughs> in his life and does not seem the type to enjoy romantic comedies about pregnancy. He was laughing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We should talk very quickly about some of the music um, from both of these films. So you picked the song Zumba, but what did you think of the other songs and the dance sequences from both of them? Um, I guess I've noticed in uh, a lot of these films that there's this like really fun dance number at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Both films have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really love the one at the end of Bad Hi Ho. I, I and she, agree. when you realize that she, that's not a skirt; it's pants. Yeah. Oh, Blue Aaron's mind. I've seen this film a couple times before, and I was like, "Oh my god, wait, this is pants! Amazing!" <laughs> I did like that number very much. It's really fun, mm-hmm. especially because it gets the whole family. They both involved. had good wedding songs, as I recall. Uh, well, it's like, it's like a like a festival song in um, right. It's the Peanut Festival. <laughs> Good news. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wondered what all the peanuts were about. Yeah, uh, it's like that, a Harvest Peanut Festival. Thing. Yeah, that is a Punjabi festival. Lori, I believe. Oh. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, or Lorpuri. The peanut is uh, actually the nickname that we gave Felix while he was in the womb. So when I saw the peanuts, I wondered if the, <laughs> that's what I was thinking same, of. Same wavelength. Little peanuts. Uh, yeah, that's Lori, which is a Punjabi festival um, celebrating like harvest. And so yeah. bonfires and, and peanuts and like corn. Popcorn? Are involved. Peanuts and popcorn. Mm. Sounds fun. Yeah, it is fun. And I like, I like, it. I think that song's a remix. Um, and actually, Kumar, like, putting on that red skirt. Uh, Karina Kapoor looks amazing in that scene. I think, like, I wouldn't say either of these films have, like, really standout, like, bangers. Um, but the music is fun in both of them, and... It moves you through. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of serves the purpose. Mm -hmm. Dance, dance scenes are nice. 
All right. Anything else we have to say about good news or bad high ho or about the way pregnancy is depicted in movies? Well, maybe last thought is that IVF, I think, is not necessarily accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think that the fact that both couples were very wealthy in good news Mm. made me wonder, like, yeah, here you have two wealthy couples that can afford this process. And uh, that's not something that everyone can afford. It does not really go into the class stuff in that sense it's more like rich versus like gauche rich it's like a culture clash but yeah but not really a class distinction yeah Um, whereas in bad Idaho, they're not well off at all no and And the mother of sunny mahotra is kind of an asshole about it yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that's why bad Idaho was a little more relatable um because uh yeah they they weren't super rich well-off people that could you know afford anything uh even in the way that their house uh, like the house that they lived mm-hmm. in uh for me that's something that i can relate to more than you know two super wealthy couples that you know can mm-hmm. can afford all that designer furniture and designer clothes and um but that being said infertility is an issue that can affect anybody depending it doesn't matter you know not mm-hmm. depending on class so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how wealthy you are it's still a problem. It can still be a problem. Uh, I think actually Kumar should smoke weed in more movies. I thought that was a <laughs> That was very scene. funny. Yeah. Uh, and it I, seemed fairly realistic, too. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. he was giggling about stuff and, yeah, just having certain phrases go through his that head over and over again. That was timing. I mean, yeah. I it's not it. the best time to he do it. He was trying to curve some stress, I guess. But, yeah, not the best time when you're about to sign a legal document. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I felt for him, you know, I he he didn't feel very connected to either no. of the babies. I think that's actually a normal feeling mm. um, for spouses. Uh, they're not carrying the child. They yeah. aren't living that experience day to day. So it's very easy to see how he was disconnected, how he didn't feel a connection, even more so because he, it wasn't his yeah. spam or sperm. His spam, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I, I experienced that myself a little bit, mm. you know. It's quite different when you are experiencing the baby inside. Yeah. And then when the baby comes comes into the world, it's it's just like such a different way of connecting, mm-hmm. I think. Karina even tells him that at one point. She's like, yeah, you did your job and then you went back to work. Meanwhile, I'm stuck doing all this for nine months. Of course. Yeah. yeah she lots was of work. a little annoyed at him. She's annoyed at him for most of the movies. So. It's kind of understandable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say, like, both of these films, ex- like, expect a little kind of suspension of disbelief about, like, the medicalness of it all. <laughs> of course. Uh, but I think Bad Hi-Ho, again, even though we're like, is it realistic that a couple this age would accidentally conceive? It happens. Tra- you see it in the it, news it, sometimes. It does yeah. happen, but I think it's easier to suspend that disbelief because of how naturalistic so much of the film feels. Yeah. yeah. And how honest it feels it just it you know because you know again like we're not talking about like super wealthy people like it's it's more relatable even if yes you might have to suspend your disbelief to Mm -hmm. a certain extent i mean Mm -hmm. you're right matt it does happen i keep pointing out that rachel vice has just had a baby at 50 yeah and she's more (laughs) of the karina kapoor camp than uh, um nina gupta yeah but i mean if it can happen to rachel vice it can you know could happen to you (laughs) (laughs) 
Hopefully not you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that Whoa. note. Uh, but thank you, guys. Uh, yes, thank I you so much yeah. for coming on and for... Lending uh, your expertise. Yeah, oh, sharing your not so much. your I, own experiences. I know sweet dick all about babies. And, so. and being <laughs> open to these two comedies. I enjoyed both. Good. Um, for different reasons. They were very different films. And uh, thanks to your audience for, for picking them for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, again... Some people think I hate you for making you watch yeah. good. No, it's fine. It was very humorous, really fun. Yeah. I also, like, I had a good sense that you would be a good sport about it. Oh, yeah. No, Even I, if you hated it. It's far from the worst indie comedy I've ever seen. Like, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, again, like I said, there's some problematic apps that, there's some problematic aspects in, you know, like, women's agency with their bodies that some points in the film but I'm far from the only movie film to have problematic yeah, aspects like that so I'm kind of willing to overlook it in that it's maybe it, it makes sense with that character with I think the movie is coming character. from a good place and you're also not supposed to okay. identify with him I thought That's, it was more of a question too like is it bringing it up less as a statement but more of a like here's this hypothetical scenario this yeah. is how these two men are viewing yeah their sperm in these women's yeah. bodies. Because that's the thing is like, as you were talking about, actually, Kumar is very detached and Dilji Tashant is not. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's that juxtaposition between the two of them. But I think Matt hit the nail on the head of like why it doesn't bug me. We're not in supposed this to think film. he's right. It's because it's it, it's character based. It's really just about that character. It's not that the film yeah. has that point of view. Mm-hmm. The film thinks it's actually kind of weird that he does it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Now, Juliet, this is usually where we ask our guests to share where they are on social media so they can, like, promote their stuff. But you're not really on social media. You don't have social media to promote. No, that's right. No, I'm taking a break, raising Felix at just the, yeah. There's nothing good there. You don't want to go. It's it's not worth doing right now. Every day is a new horror. so, So, Matt, you and I will be back in two weeks. And what are we going to be talking about? Um, I'm told that we are going to be doing our <laughs> Hindi Horror Halloween episode, which feels so far off. We are recording this early. Yeah. But we're talking to Matt Stepanek, someone who is very much on social media. Yes. And, um, yeah, we're going to be looking at uh, two horror movies that are on Netflix. Yes. And recent ones that look pretty good. Yeah, that deal with uh, questions around gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do an annual... Horror episode. The sixth one. Every year. It's one of Matt's favorite episodes. And we're really... Even though usually the movie's very bad. <laughs> well, we've seen one of these before. We're going to be discussing Stree and Bubble. Yeah. I've, um, I've heard Bubble's good. Stree loved it. So. Loves Stree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And Matthew Stepanek is going to be joining us of uh, Glass Bookshop. If you're in Edmonton and you are looking for books, I encourage you. Or even in Canada, I think. I encourage you to... They'll ship. Buy them through Glass Bookshop. And, yeah. So, we'll... Welcome two guests in a row. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, in the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Nature is healing. Guests are back on the show. <laughs> um, you can find us uh, at Bollywood Pod on Twitter. I'm at Matt underscore B O W E S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E R N E F R E S E R. Bollywood is for lovers. Tumblr.com, Bollywood, uh, slash Bollywood is for lovers. Um, leave us a five star rating, would be very nice on whatever platform. Um, we like Apple Podcasts, but I think we should be on... We're on Spotify. I think we should be on the Apple... No, the Amazon one right away. Um. I applied for it. So if you're using that for whatever reason, give us a five-star there. 
and you can get some biff points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while you're leaving us that star rating and that review, you can listen to my other show that I do with Paul Matwitchuk. Um, since we're recording this ahead of time, I don't even know what Paul and I will Two be hilarious up to movies. <laughs> when uh, we're doing this. Could be horror movies, who knows? Yeah, we are currently working on an episode um, with film starring Diana Ross, but yeah. I think I mentioned that last last biffle. Also, thanks to Becca Dalkey for our nice picture of Tuffy. Yes, Tuffy is a good boy. Yeah. Anyway, peace out. <laughs>